Are you ready to listen to a podcast? You're listening to Bitology, the science of cryptocurrency. Your exclusive podcast for all things crypto. Find, subscribe, and listen. Your retail destination for all your crypto clothing. And now your hosts, Bobby, Art, and Groove. Now you can start listening. Okay, welcome to another episode of My Bitology, the podcast for all crypto things. News, articles, we do tutorials and crypto merchandise on our website, so check it out at mybitology.com. We also have a Twitter and Facebook and SoundCloud, which is at mybitology or the Bitology podcast. So you can look those up and you can find us on those social media things. So one of the things that we wanted to go over is uh, make sure you guys listen to the beginning of some of the older podcasts because we announced all the winners for all our giveaways. We also have a current giveaway right now for uh, following us on Twitter and you'll be able to get 20 ripples for that. So all you have to do is follow us and we pick somebody at random who follows us on Twitter. So um, the first thing we wanted to get into this week was the crash in the market. So that, that was rough. So yeah, the crash this week, that one really hurt. Um, I mean, with everything going down about 15 to 20%, um, that one was really a big setback. One of the things that led to it um, was Bitcoin. Bitcoin had a Bitcoin bot that decided to go rogue and sell everyone's coins without their permission. So that one really tore into the market. You can see a, a huge dip in a really fast amount of time. It obviously recovered a little bit. And you're actually starting to see the market recover slightly, but I mean, we're still seeing, you know, like for Ripple, it, for instance, is down 10 to 15 cents um, since the crash. So even with the recovery, uh, it's only been like three or four cents that it recovered from the crash. So it, it's definitely, it was, it was a big hit. We're seeing prices pretty much back to what we were seeing when we first came into the market, minus Bitcoin. Um, but, um, Cardano is at 22 cents. Stellar at 30 cents. A lot of those were at that price when we came in. Uh, Tron, it's kind of around its early December price at three, three and a half cents, four cents. So, you know, you're you're seeing, you know, quite a correction in the market. But as we know, corrections are only short lived. So yeah, uh, everything keeps on going down. Like you said, Bitcoin's not quite at what it was when we jumped in, but it's getting pretty close. It could get there again. Um, and as we've said before, we're expecting you know a jump in May June timeframe. So hopefully that does come through and it follows the, the yearly trend like it always hopefully should. Um, but yeah, everything keeps on going down. So now again, like we've said before, it's a perfect time to buy. It's a perfect time to get get into if you haven't already. So just to kind of clarify on what exactly happened, um, supposedly Binance, one of the major exchanges, got hacked and uh, their bot, uh, it sold, well, it bought VIA, VIA coin. Um, a lot of people's like accounts were hacked into and they... And, and, you got converted to Bitcoin, then Bitcoin bought into Via, which pumped it up to 50% in 24 hours from, like, I don't know, $3.70. So, apparently, uh, a group or an individual, they're not really sure yet, went in there and hacked the uh, Binance. 
Um, Binance saying that you know they're doing everything they can, they're giving their money back to people, but that's what in, in the last couple of months, that's like the second time. I mean, the first time I think they got hacked again. Remember that one where like all of a sudden it just stopped working and no one was able to get in for like you know a day, and then that was like a week. Like, oh, we're just doing maintenance. No, no, that maintenance, that downtime maintenance. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Them. I think they got hacked again. So I, I mentioned to um, Groove that I watch Hulu and you know how they give you commercials. It sucks. You know, you're paying for that service and you expect no commercials, but apparently there's commercials now. But every now and then, an IBM commercial comes in and it talks about um, raw materials. So the, how the commercial goes, like, you want to buy coffee? Raw materials from, you know, Colombia, Argentina, and then from there goes to uh, manufacturing, from manufacturing to retail, from retail to purchase, from purchase to home, and it goes through the entire loop. And it talks about how you can monitor and see the process, or see the entire process from start to finish using our blockchain technology on the cloud. And it goes, you know, IBM. Now, as far as who it is, sure. The guess is Stellar. The guess is. Yeah, Stellar is teamed up publicly with IBM. So I'm assuming it's them, but they haven't said it's Stellar blockchain. They say blockchain technology, but I've also seen there was another commercial, and I'm starting to see a lot of um, like technology commercials or you know, technology connected. Items starting to use the word blockchain, and even the banking system too. Um, it's it's coming around. Um, I'm starting to see more and more articles about how in a couple of years the fiat money is going to disappear and we're all going to go digital. At some point, each transaction is going to be caused by a certain blockchain te technology, plus the use of cryptocurrency. So there's still a lot of haters out there especially governments, they want to be able to control it, but just like innovation, it's, it's, it's not going to last long. Eventually, you're going to have to adopt it. That's what I'm seeing in news. I did see something on, uh, I think it was Twitter, where some guy said, uh, I don't remember who it was, I can go back and look, but um, he said that it would be no more than five years, and uh, uh, like regular money would basically be obsolete, and everything would be cryptocurrency. Which I don't know, you know, five years is kind of quick. I see it taking a little bit longer than that, but yeah, realistically, I, realistically, I think it's like ten years. Yeah, for everything I, to be converted. I, I, I can disagree with you guys. Man. I could see it going for like another forty, to be honest, man. I, I think that five-year um, criteria. I think it's going to be there, not to the not to the extent that, you know uh, we're going to have flying cars. That's not what I mean. They said around this time we should have flying cars already. Actually, there is a company producing those starting to take orders for them. I just want to yeah. that. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's there, but it's not mainstream. Um, in the five-year mark, I think it's going to be more uh, prevalent than it is now. But as far as mainstream, it's, I think it's going to be the introduction to it. And the reason why I say that is recently I've heard that China and, – and now it's not related – well, 
I think it is related to blockchain. But China, what they're doing by 2020 is they're going to have their population all go into social media. And from there, what the government is trying to do is they're trying to make media a form of a social status. It's an episode actually on Black Mirror. If you guys see it, you should see it. It's called Nosedive, season four, episode six. Where what happens is the way the society works is that you have a number, and that number is your social status. And so, you know, it's from one through five. So, 4.2 and above, you, you know, you get the perks of society. So, what China is saying and what they're trying to do is that in order for you to go into certain locations, you have to have a certain number and that will dictate if you go in or not. And so I think with that being said, how that ties in with cryptocurrency, if they're going digital, how are you going to pay? You know what I mean? So I think that's going to tie into cryptocurrency. And we all know that China is really big. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right there. I think uh, a lot of the technology will convert and I think China will be one of those leading countries that brings it into us uh, and forces our hand in, in using it, um, especially with like, you know, uh, South Korea being really big into it as well. Uh, you got China obviously really big into it. So I think they're going to end up forcing our hand because we do so much like manufacturing with them and business with them on the regular that we're going to have to convert at least to be able to do business with those countries. I don't know. Our president is talking trash, and they're about a trade war right now. So we'll see yeah, how that works out. we got we got three years, and then we'll see who gets in after that, and maybe they'll be more accepting. Of Oprah. <laughs> yeah, Oprah. Maybe Oprah will uh, be more accepting of crypto. Shit, man! Just fucking pass the baton. <laughs> hey, whatever. All I know is. That president's going to be paying you guys. <laughs> so uh, the other thing I saw uh, online is there's a lot of Twitter accounts being hacked into. So like Eric Chow had a hack not too long ago. And uh, I think you were talking about Hyjin Lee or somebody like that was hacked into. Yeah. So that's becoming a big thing, and it, there's actually like articles coming out now talking about how no Twitter account is safe, and they're putting out a lot of fake news after they hack into those accounts. So definitely watch out um, when you're looking up information. If you see something that's completely off the wall, that's going against everything else of what everybody else is talking about on Twitter, um, just be careful. Um, like Eric Chow is not going to come out tomorrow and say, Bitcoin's being sold, sell it, sell it now, sell it now, it's on fire. You know, Eric Chow's not going to sit there and say that, so don't don't uh, fall into that if uh, his account gets hacked into again. If you've been following the person for a while, like we have for most of these people, um, you kind of get a sense of their tendencies and what they support and um, their mannerisms and how they, how they talk, how they bring the information forward. You know, they don't want to be, you know, completely responsible, but they want you to be informed and make a good decision. So they're not going to, like we said, put out false information just to get you to, you know, buy something to get someone else rich so they can steal your money or whatever. So speaking of, um, you know, being careful and how you 
you talk and how you speak. Um, I'm going to segue into uh, the millennials. Now, you know, we talk trash about millennials, and I kind of fall within that realm. But what I'm trying to get at is a lot of the younger generation, especially in Korea, they make up a majority of the market in cryptocurrency. So between the ages of 20 to 30, they are the most active cryptocurrency users and investors. But one thing I've also noticed is that the younger generation here in the United States, they're also picking up uh, the cryptocurrency market. One, one, my daughter, she's into it. And a couple of her friends, you know, from New Jersey and a couple of other places, they're into it. And they're only in high school. So imagine what that can do for generation as far as building wealth at such a young age. But also speaking, you know, talking about how they speak and how, how they talk, you know, in their opinion or in their mind, cryptocurrency is a cool thing to do. So I think that's where a lot of the negativity comes from that, you know, a lot of the older generation is saying, oh, it's just a fad. It's just a fad. It's the new it. But again, I, I have to go back and say, well, it's new it, but it's also back with technologies. So, you know, we, we got to there and see how that works out. But hopefully they push it because, you know, that's more money for us, right? Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I agree. Like the biggest thing that people miss out on, and we sound like a broken record because we talk about this every week, but it's the technology. It's the blockchain technology that's really behind these cryptocurrencies that's going to push this to the next level and really make it something that stays around for a while because that technology is so important for the future of online. So. It's not going to go anywhere because that technology is there backing it up. So one thing we wanted to talk about this week too was um, the big change with Ripple. So Ripple was a, had a huge spike from like $0.90 cents to $0.95 cents, all the way up to about $1.15. And the reason that spike came was because there was a rumor that they were going to make an announcement with Coinbase on CNBC Money Talk. And they were going to announce that Coinbase was going to come out with Ripple. So that led to a huge spike in the price, which was obviously a great opportunity to sell and buy back at a lower price. And this happened right before the crash. So then we saw the crash happen because of the bot on Bitcoin. And that led to the price dropping, which now is at like around 80 cents. So that would have been a great time if you're using our strategy that we um, put out in a video on our website. Um, to sell and then buy back at a lower price so you can get more coins per um, per amount that you sold. So that would have been a great opportunity. So definitely look out for that. Watch out for those news things. Uh, I know uh, on our Twitter feed we posted about um, the Ripple rumor. Um, so make sure you you follow us or you, you look up you know Eric Chow or any of those guys and watch out for those news breaks of rumors. Um, kind of like that because it was a complete misunderstanding. Technically, CNBC um, contacted them and had them come on the show, and they weren't even they they were contacted. That it wasn't like Coinbase and Ripple wanted to make an announcement. No, CNBC contacted them to come on their show. So it was two separate things, um, kind of two separate segments, and it wasn't technically an announcement that they were making together. So it's just a miscommunication which led to a huge spike. So just watch out for those things. This denied um, the fact that they were going to bring Ripple on. They wanted to get rid of all the rumors that were going around because they 
you know, we brought it, we've been talking about it since, what, December? Like, we expected it January 1st, you know, beginning of the new year, but uh, even in March, it still hasn't happened. So, you know, it might not even happen, or, you know, it could happen in a few weeks. I, I think it's going to happen relatively soon. I sure hope so. It would make um, using their app a, a lot better, because then you would have, you know, one more currency to exchange with with the simplicity of their app on top of it so I think they're just waiting to be relevant I don't think uh, because if they keep allowing it to stay where it's at then cryptocurrency is going to become irrelevant so they have to work to do something to create news and buzz around it so I think they're waiting for Ripple to go down a little bit more in price and then they're going to make the announcement which will really drive up the price and bring a lot of media attention to it yeah, you could very well be right. Um, I mean, I personally don't use Coinbase because, you know, they and my account, seriously. I don't know if I told you all, but they actually emailed me um, like two weeks ago telling me that they were sorry about shutting down the account and that it was reopened. And then, yeah, about that crap, I'll never use it again. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, dude, that was, that was ridiculous. But Yeah, it's a bad experience. For people, it, you know, it could help them out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys heard, but on one of our uh, beginning episodes when we talked about Coinbase and everything, we went over uh, Groove's experience with Coinbase and how uh, his account got uh, hacked into or something, and they they shut down his account oh. without warning, and he yeah. thought he lost all his money that he just put into the market, and <laughs> it was quite a scare. <laughs> They, yeah, I woke up to an email saying that they had shut down my account, and it was like 5.30 in the morning, and thank God I was already on the toilet or else I'd go to bed, but um, <laughs> yeah, they shut down my account, and I had to transfer the money out of the account into a different exchange, and then here we are, what, almost two months later, getting it resolved? <laughs> yeah, I, that's quite a long time for them to fix an issue. I mean, I know they talked um, for a while when they went and had, like, when this was taking off and everything, they only had, like, 20, I guess, IT people or phone people. So when you're when you got 20 people but you're handling over a million accounts, that could lead to some big issues. And that's why it took over six months for you just to get your account back online. Yeah. And, you know, I completely understand, but that's just the workload that they have, too, is like astronomical you know yeah so a lot of the articles that you know i see around bitcoin right now is two things one that it's over that it's a fad um that it's gonna die out soon which is just not the case like we talked about in many of our other podcasts it's the technology blockchain that backs it that's really gonna give a value to it no matter what and then you also have um who owns what percentage of the coins? So there's a lot of talk about, you know, the upper, you know, big whales out there that are controlling the market right now. And that's why the market is so stagnant right now or dropping is because the whales are holding on to everything and not uh, or influencing the prices um, by selling and, and buying in increments and stuff. So um, those are the two major articles I'm seeing right now uh, going through. Um, and like, what do you guys think like, of the whales? Oh, I want to be one. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just trying to get into that baby well status, you know. But do you think they're Not influencing the market? I mean, yeah, a little bit. There's always going to be people that are going to try to, you know, sway other people's opinions online. But, I mean, they're, they're just like us, just with a larger amount of money, you know. They're just trying to make money. So, they can't help that they're a whale. They were just born that way. <laughs> Some of them got in when the end was good, and now they're whales. God, dude, imagine buying one Bitcoin, you know, five years ago. Let's talk about that story. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the now. Four hundred Bitcoin. It was actually a slow, stagnant week. Yeah, I mean, there there wasn't much that happened. It was it was a pretty slow week, other than the major crash. But yeah, I mean, yeah. but it was more. All right, well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Bitology Podcast. Um, we really uh, like the people that are listening and hope we help you guys out. Like I said before, just let us know um, what you would want us to cover or anything you want us to go over. We're going to be posting some more articles and, uh, you know, weekly and daily uh, analysis and maybe get some uh, TA analysis this week on our website so that um, you guys can take a look at that and decide what you want to do with certain coins. So other than that, happy trading.